Thank you for joining us for episode 386 of Live Happy Now. World Kindness Day is just a month away, but there's no reason not to start observing it right now. I'm your host, Paula Phelps, and this week I'm joined by Dr. Michelle Robin, founder of Small Changes, Big Shifts, the Big Shifts Foundation, and the 31-Day Kindness Campaign. Launched in 2019, the Kindness Campaign is a free, inspirational email adventure that begins October 14th. When you sign up, you'll receive a daily email suggesting an act of kindness that you can do that day. Michelle is here today to explain why kindness is so good for our well-being, how the campaign came about, and what it can do for you. Robin, thank you so much for coming back on Live Happy Now. Thank you for having me. I, I love the mission. Oh, well, I love your mission, and it aligns so well with everything that we do at Live Happy Now. So you've got a wonderful campaign we're going to talk about, but I've got to know, why is kindness your jam? Like, why is it such a hot thing for you, and and how did you get so involved in it? Well, it's kind of a funny story. So my background's around well-being. I've been around this space about 40 years. As I replay my life, which you tend to do the older you get, you got to kind of see where people have enriched your life. And so in my second book, The E-Factor, Engage, Energize, Enrich, I really talk about getting engaged in the wellness journey, and then you have more energy. And then once you do that, you you try to just enrich. And so part of my mission right now is to enrich other people's lives and make an impact. And, you know, as a kid, my mom was married four times by the time I was 17, you know, had a little bit of a sexual trauma and a little bit of alcoholism trauma and just really didn't feel like I mattered especially to the people that you think you should matter to, you know, by, by the grace of God or universe, there were people that came along in my life that were kind to me. And you, you don't really see it until you can reflect older and realize what has happened and what sustained you through some of those tough moments. But this kindness campaign is pretty funny. Um, one of my friends, Ann Koontz, who's in our wellness movement in Kansas City, she's a mental health advocate. And I happened to be working with her da- daughters when they were teenagers about 15 years ago. And she knows that I have other online programs that we do around sleep and around posture. And she said, you know what you really need, you know, and you know, when somebody says you really need to do something around (laughs) kindness, you need to do a 21 day kindness program. Paul, I don't know about you, but sometimes it's like, really, you want me to do one more thing? I'm already running a practice. I'm running a a movement. I do a podcast. I've got seven books. Let me just tack that onto my to-do list. One more thing. It happened to be the fall of 2019 thank God that she kept insisting that I do something. She said, I'll even help you, but we need to start it and we need to end it on World Kindness Day with Lady Gaga's movement. And I said, okay, Anne, you win. You know, she kind of wore me down. And so, (laughs) and, and and I believe in being kind. I'm the person that holds the doors for people. That's just kind of who I've become. Interesting enough, I talked to one of my friends, Dr. Jay Dunn, and she's a genetic specialist. And she said, Michelle, you actually have the kind gene. And some people actually have a oh. kind gene, which is pretty fascinating. So that was put inside of me. And then Anne kind of poked the bear. And then we know what happened in March of 2020. And thank goodness, we'd already built a kindness campaign. And let's go back to that for a minute. When you talk about the kindness gene, one, if there's people out there saying, oh, crap, I don't have it. <laughs> let's talk about how they can develop this, this like a muscle. But what is that? What do you think that does the kindness gene? And how does that change how you're interacting in the world versus how someone else might interact in the world? Yeah, you know, we all have a genetic roadmap and called the genome. And that genome has different, I'd like to call it divisions. 
And so like if you were in a, let's say in a Walmart or a Target, they have different divisions. They have a jewelry division and they have a home goods division and they have a, a food division. They may have an auto division. Well, you have these different divisions in your body that make your systems work because we're chemistry. We work because of chemistry, right? And those divisions sometimes have hiccups, whether it's in the way your liver detoxes or in the way your body, in my case, I have a vitamin D receptor defect. And so my body has trouble keeping my vitamin D up. So I have to work really hard at that. It could be where I have trouble with the thyroid genes. It could be where I have trouble with the genetics that go along with neurotransmitters like serotonin and dopamine. And so um, an oxytocin. So what we have found out through the work of, especially Dr. Jay Dunn, who's um, a chiropractor by training as well, but she specializes in kinesiology and genetics. And so there's a way to start to, in a sense, hack the genes in a positive way through chemistry, not necessarily pharmaceutical. Sometimes that's necessary, but more through the right supplementation, because those, those, I think about them as wheels and those cogs in the wheels move because of chemistry, whether it's a cofactor like vitamin D or a B vitamin or B12 or B6 or magnesium or calcium or boron whatever type of maybe nutritional supplement. And so I, for myself personally, I got my genetic genome. The cheapest way to do it is through someplace like Ancestry. There's some places that don't give other people access because they're not owned by big pharma. And then I have a functional medicine doctor who practices kinesiology that will actually help test through and compare to my blood work, what I can be doing. So some of us have this cup half full and some of us have a cup half empty. And if it's half empty, you got to work really hard to make it full. You know, Paula, for me, I suffer from anxiety. And Mm -hmm. I believe after caring for people for 30 years that most people have a level of anxiety. Some people manage it through music. Some people manage it through medication. Some people manage it through alcohol. Some people manage it by maybe playing a video game. For me, you know, I actually manage it by being a connector. That's probably one of the biggest ways I manage my anxiety is a be of service for people. That's so interesting because your mission in kindness has been, you've created something so incredible and so big. And it started with your Big Shifts Foundation. Can you talk about what that is? And then we'll get into the kindness campaign. Sure. Big Shifts Foundation is a foundation to make generational change for 30 and younger. And you can say, Michelle, why 30 and younger? Think about a pond. If a pond has a bunch of dirty fish, you probably don't want to be fishing in that pond, right? Because you don't want the that's a great toxicity. Yeah. And so if you have a child who has autoimmune disease, anxiety, depression, maybe some cancers and allergies, how could you clean up their pond? Because their pond got toxed out. And in our medicine, we believe people are sick because of two reasons. They're either toxic or they're deficient. Toxic in, let's say, gluten, deficient in vegetables, toxic in hate, deficient in love, toxic in medications, deficient in the right supplementations toxic and sitting around being an office potato too much versus movement. And so the foundation's job is to really pour into young people, ideally before they have babies, so we can clean up their pond because our parents, they did the best they could. And if you really look at it, our parents did the best they could, but their training was by our, you know, my case, my grandparents and my great grandparents and my great, great grandparents. And, And sooner than later, you go back to evolution and whatever your beliefs are, something got messed up because as, as we talked earlier on a, on a previous show is that we innately are pretty designed to be well, you know, Mm -hmm. some people come in with a few hiccups, but innately we come in, we're happy. We're, we're, we're cooing. We have this ability to bring smiles to some of the 
hardest people as a little baby and then something changes. And what is that that changes? Is it the, the thoughts we are told? Is it the food we're fed? Is it that we sit on a device too long? Is it that we're not sleeping because we're scared? And so the foundation's job is to pour into young people to help them realize that they were, they were designed to be loved and they're designed to be well. And so we teach them about posture. We teach them about sleep habits and we teach them about labs. We actually do their functional medicine. And, and as I'm sitting here, one thing that we've not done yet, this will be our third year doing a scholarship program with them is we've not talked about their genetics. And so I'm going to add that to the program through, we have a six month discovery program where they get to go to therapy and they get functional medicine, blood work, and they get a Y membership and they get to get massage and acupuncture and chiropractic. I mean, we just love them. They get Reiki. Can you imagine being tw- an 18 to 25 year old, some 18 to 30s are arranged for our scholarship program. And all of a sudden you have a bucket of money to really take care of yourself. And they, they, do, they do the Hoffman weekend experiments, experience, which is really how do you start to heal your heart for some of the bullying you've had done mm-hmm. to you? And that's so important because I've been doing some research. I just did a report on Gen Z and how different they are. And this generation, more than any previous generation, is interested in mental health. They're concerned about their well-being. They will put their mental health above a work situation. It's like they're they're not going to tolerate some of the things. I think it's such a huge generational shift. And the fact that you're giving them the tools to be able to do some of these things is really going to help propel that forward. I think the word, when you look up the dictionary, well-being, it means happy. And I think people want to be happy. And it's hard to be happy when you have a belly ache mm-hmm. or you have a headache or you are nervous what somebody's saying about you or you're in pain. And so how do we help them really make that shift to be happy? It's a super fascinating time that these young people are forcing us to really look at mental health and, and they're forcing parents to really identify and think, you know what, I've, I've had depression my whole life and I've really not, I've not sought help for it. And yeah. So it's time. It's time. There's so many tools to living your best life that don't cost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You know, of course some do, but there's a lot that don't. Being kind is one that doesn't cost a lot of money. Getting sleep. And how do you do, I mean, you know, I, I understand that some people don't feel safe enough to sleep. So how do we try to address that? But for the average person, at least in, in America, you know, we can put down our device. Yeah. We just don't. Right. We're so connected. there's all those little things that we can do to try to help ourselves. And that, and that's what we're on a mission to do. We're on a mission to reach a billion people that the small changes they can do can lead to big shifts in their life. And, but our foundation, Big Shift Foundation ultimately is really how do we help 30 and younger? Not that we don't want to help the people that are older. I mean, this campaign's for everybody, but we do know that if we change a person before they have kids, they change their genetic makeup for the future oh, generations. And it's going to take 2.5 generations to change what we're in right now. And we can do it inch by inch. Wellness is a cinch. I love that. Absolutely love that. So let's talk about the kindness campaign. 31 days and it's not a challenge. Tell us why it's a campaign, not a challenge. Yeah. So one of our friends here in, in Kansas City came to me, one of our corporate clients said, okay, Michelle, we, we've talked about building rhythm and resilience through this whole thing called COVID. And, and I know real resilience is kind of a buzzword for people, but I, the word I was hearing when this came on the COVID and I've heard before, even when I had a bad accident is Michelle, you've got to develop a rhythm or consistency so that you can have resilience. And to me, resilience, I know a lot of people are super resilient, but it's hard to be resilient when you are dehydrated. It's hard to be resilient when you are having irritable bowel syndrome. And just like I talked about being happy So they came to me and said, Michelle, you know, we're at August of 2020 
we know mental health's uh, at all time high right now. What do you think we should do? And you know, who wants to hear how to how to not to have anxiety? That doesn't sound like a great <laughs> class to go to, right? Not that we all don't need it, but I said, well, you know what? We have this kindness campaign in the back of my mind. I'm thinking that Anne hounded me about doing. Why don't we do that? And they said, yes, but we don't want it 21 days. We want it 31 days. They actually made that call because we usually do our camp, our online programs for 21 days. And so, and they said, because we're in this nasty 2020 election cycle, like we're in a nasty 2022 election cycle into 2023 and 2024, probably they wanted to overlap that, but I, I wanted to end on world kindness. That's important to me. I love that. So that's what we did. And they helped us take it uh, around the world. We just have grown it. Another company take it take, helped us take it last year around the world. And then we went on a listening tour to some of the schools and they said to my team, they said, you know what? We, we love what you're doing, but can you make it more specific for kids? Because kids are really suffering. Mm-hmm. And they said, can you not only make it, bitch, can you make us again? Can you make us a curriculum for the whole year? And we said, what we can do this year is we can, we can make a specific deck. So we have seven kindness acts for elementary, seven for middle, and seven for high school. And then we have the 31-day deck and campaign for anybody who wants to do that. So we said, okay. And so we thought, well, wait a minute, this fits with our foundation's mission. That The reason why it's, it started is that's why, once again, and kind of kicked it off, but then some other corporations got behind us. And now we have 11 sponsors. So tell me how this works. People sign up, and then what happens? Go to bigshifts.org bigshifts.org backslash kindness. And you can just sign up right there. And it'll then all of a sudden on October 14th, you're going to get an, an email that says, Hey, Paula, you know, thanks for joining us. Here's what this is about. And um, we have this fun thing that my team, I've got a great creative team, uh, Desiree and Zach, they said, you know, what? why don't we give people an opportunity to kind of keep track of which ones make them feel the best? Because I believe we all have medicine inside of us that the creator put medicine in me that says, Michelle, you're able to be a connector. And Paula may say that you have a, a singing voice. I don't have a singing voice or you have a writing voice, right? So you're a good writer. I personally am not a great writer. I have great ideas and thoughts, but sometimes I forget even how to spell the, you know? So that's not my skill set. But I do believe that once we start practicing these acts of kindness, that we'll realize, well, wait a minute, I am really great at this act. And that we start to realize that's one of our secret sauce. That's that's some of the magic that makes us who we are and the medicine. So you're going to get an email for every day for 31 days. That's going to say, hey, here's an act of goodness today. If it feels right to you, execute it. And why we called it a campaign is people were already challenged. We didn't. We don't want people to be challenged more. We want them to be inspired that they can not only shift their lives, but they can shift somebody else's. I love that. So what are some examples of the kind of acts of kindness though? get recommended? Well, it could be smile at somebody. That's an easy uh, one. We can do that. That's an easy, it's easy. It could be to wave at somebody in the car next to you. You know, we all have on our forehead, MMFI, make me feel important. And we just want want to know we matter. Last year, we got a chance to talk to the You Matter team, which was fabulous. This gal actually had signs in her car that she had put on boards and she would pull them up. Hey, nice smile or nice color car, whatever it would be. And are you matter? It could be that you write a note to a friend, maybe snail mail or a card could be where you send a text to somebody and say, Hey, I'm thinking of you so many little tiny things. And I'm excited to see what people love. And I want to hear new ideas so we can continue to always freshen up the content. I love that. So you're a health practitioner. So what is it that you see about kindness that is so crucial to our overall well-being? That is a wonderful question. 
And I want to tell you, I would not have known that answer four years ago. Really? Uh, I would not have known it. I mean, I would have intuitively known it was good for you, but I would not have known the science behind it. Probably much like the work you do with Live Happy Now, you find out the science. This is a soft skill, but this is a soft, soft skill that the research and the science proves is beneficial. So the science shows that by doing kind acts to yourself, for yourself or your pets, I know you're, I'm a dog person too. I know you are too, or somebody else, it changes your neurotransmitters. And we talked about neurotransmitters just a little bit, but you've got the, the oxytocin, which, which is what helps you feel like you belong. And we do know that people are disconnected more than ever, and they don't feel like they matter and they're lonely. So you, people want to matter and they want to feel like they belong. And then it also, you, you've got the, the serotonin, the dopamine, that'll give you some motivation and also just help your brain think more positive. And so kindness actually shifts those brain chemistries. It's, it's almost, it, it is a natural drug to shift your mental health. And it's one of the greatest tools you can use. And let's talk about what's going on in our brain when we start practicing kindness. What is that? How is that changing the way that we think? Well, you think about a couple of things. You think about there's a, something in the brain called the amygdala and the amygdala helps control the anxiety control centers in the adrenal glands. And if you're able to help downregulate that, so instead of kind of, you know, when you have caffeine and you've had nothing else and you've had maybe three cups of caffeine too much and you're jittery and you're kind of on edge. And so kindness kind of takes that down a notch. And then as we start practicing it, how does it then become part of our daily being? Because it is kind of, you know, you and I have talked about this. It's not, I wouldn't say it's addictive, but, but it does become a pattern if you do it consistently. Well, I think people start to pay attention. And once again, sometimes it's harder for young brains to get that, you know, under 25 year olds, they don't see the patterns yet. Mm -hmm. But as you get more age, you get more wisdom and you start to see the patterns, happiness, if you, and kindness, if you start to just practice those tools on a regular basis, and sometimes people forget. You know, I have moments where I forget. I wouldn't say I have days I forget, but sometimes I, I I get tripped up maybe to an old pattern of some of those negative thinking that we all have, you know, the committee that gets tripped up and you're like, gosh, where did I go from there? And I can almost pinpoint the minute where I'll be like, oh, Michelle, at, at 10 a.m. you were fine. And at 10.20, you weren't fine. What happened between 10 and 10.20 a.m.? Did you forget to eat today? Did you get a phone call that you're processing and you're thinking it's the end of the world? And so I believe for myself that the more I practice this lifestyle, to me, kindness is a lifestyle. I like that. Yeah. Eating vegetables is a lifestyle. Moving is a lifestyle. Listening to positive music is a lifestyle. Reading affirmations is a lifestyle. And so when you practice this lifestyle, you'll, you have more life in you to mm -hmm. share with the world. And then how do we remind ourselves even after the campaign ends? How do we kind of remind ourselves to make this part of our daily routine? Well, it could be you print off a few of the ones that you absolutely love that really spoke to you. Once again, I believe we all have medicine inside of us. And that is what was planted inside your soul for you to find that is your gift for the world. And I don't know what it is. And I hope that people will find something in this campaign that they say, oh, wow, that is it. That is what gives me juice and gives me jazz. So you might post it. I'm, you know, you know, we're seeing each other live by camera right now and other people are here listening to us, but I'm looking to my right. And, and I know you probably see me look to my right occasionally. I have a board over here to my right in my studio and it says, thank God for this moment. And underneath it, I have some affirmations, but I also have some of my people, my community that have poured into me. And so when you say, what's my why this kind of campaign, 
I am just pouring it back to the world because people have cared enough to pour it into Michelle Robin, this, this young woman who, to be totally transparent, is living the best life she could have ever imagined because people poured into me. And I wasn't meant to succeed. I wasn't, I was, I grew up poor. I grew up abused like a lot of people. And for some reason, I am sitting and I have a, I have a home, I have a car, I have my health, and I've got community. It doesn't get much better than that. And so I think that if you start to plant stuff around you to remind you, oh, you know what? Today's the day or this moment I could choose another way to be. I could be grumpy if that person pulled out in front of me or I could bless them. I could send them love. That's, I think it just becomes who you are almost moment to moment. I love that. Thank you so much for all the work that you're doing and for sitting down with me today and talking about it. Well, thank you for getting behind the movement. Uh, like I said, I love what Live Happy stands for, Live Happy Now. Love following your show. You have brought on some really insightful guests through the last 380 some episodes. Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. Number 386, right here. <laughs> the last 386 episodes. You know, it matters. And you just don't know what person's life is tuning in today that's going, wow, that made me make a different decision. And maybe it's to stay alive. That's terrific. Thank you again. That was Dr. Michelle Robin talking about the 31-Day Kindness Campaign. If you'd like to learn more about Michelle, sign up for the Kindness Campaign or follow Michelle on social media. Visit her website at livehappy.com and click on the podcast tab. That is all we have time for today. We'll meet you back here again next week for an all-new episode. And until then, this is Paula Phelps reminding you to make every day a happy one.